O God, who enlightens the hearts of your faithful by the light of your spirit, grant us by the same spirit to be truly wise and to live as your people in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. I'm not sure if you heard the line from Isaiah where incense is linked to an abomination. (laughs) However, several of my clergy friends brought that to my attention this week. (laughs) And so I ever so delicately responded, it's because they had the cheap stuff. That is not what the text means, by the way, and we will get to that as we go along. But I needed to share what priests say behind our backs. So, <laughs> In the Gospel text, we heard the story of Zacchaeus. He is described as a chief tax collector, short in stature, and rich. He was frustrated in his attempts to see Jesus because there was a crowd surrounding Jesus. Some theologians understand that shortened stature is to mean that his socio-cultural status was diminished because he was the chief tax collector, a member of a profession known for fraud, theft, and collaboration with the Roman occupiers. And there are a few people even today who would welcome a letter from an employee from the IRS. But climbing a tree wouldn't help very much if it was just about a social standing. The traditional understanding that Zacchaeus was short in stature is that he was below average height, that he was short. Now, I don't really understand what it's like to be short. I was this tall when I was 10 years old, so I have sort of a giant complex. But from my friends who are short in stature, they tell me their pants are too long, that things are too high up, and that they're frequently disrespected simply because they're not at eye level. For Zacchaeus, being short hindered his ability to see Jesus. So using his planning skills, he anticipated the direction Jesus would take, and he went ahead of the crowd, running, and climbed into a prime viewing location. He climbed a tree. Now imagine how strange that would be to see. Here is a rich man in all of his business finery, running, shimmying up a tree to see the miracle worker he has heard so much about. This was a disgrace for a rich man to run and to climb. But whether out of humility, curiosity, or faith, Zacchaeus did just that. Zacchaeus is in pursuit of Jesus. Jesus, whose fame has spread from Judea into the surrounding area. It's hard to keep a lid on this miracle worker who has by this point in Luke done some of the following. He's raised a widow's son, a religious leader's daughter, and a dear friend from death. That's hard to keep under wraps. He has given mobility and movement to a man who was paralyzed. He restored health and community to a woman with a bleeding disorder. He ruined the lives of a pig farmer. He increased a fisherman's catch and calmed the sea with his words. He fed thousands of people and more, totally nearly two dozen miracles by this point in the gospel. Even without the internet, it would be hard to keep all of that quiet. This was not just a random bit of curiosity on Zacchaeus's part. He knew something about the one who was coming into town. He knew about Jesus. 
But what Zacchaeus didn't know was that Jesus knew something about him. As Jesus passed that way, he knew Zacchaeus's location geographically and socially. He knew exactly where to look to find him, not among the crowd, but up in a tree. He knew his name. He knew his station in life, that he had a home that could accommodate a guest and that it had cooking facilities. While Zacchaeus was looking to see Jesus, he didn't know that Jesus was in pursuit of him. This was the Jesus who went to questionable places and associated with questionable people that society did not treasure, who also calmed the sea with his words. This was the man who was speaking to him. And Zacchaeus responded quickly and joyfully. The text says that Zacchaeus hurried down and was happy to welcome him. Even amid the gossipy crowd that offered their strong disapproval, Zacchaeus kept his heart and mind fixed on Jesus and what Jesus offered him, extravagant love, recognition, and acceptance. Jesus offered Zacchaeus an unprecedented new life, and Zacchaeus's response was extravagant. His actions indicated he would no longer collaborate with a system that was corrupt, that he would make restitution for what he had stolen, not on a one-to-one -one basis, not with 20% interest, but with four times what he had stolen as the law of Moses proclaimed when a thief stole a sheep, Exodus 21. A man who once defrauded people repented of his sin at great personal sacrifice, expressed remorse over his actions, publicly stated that his wealth would now be used for the betterment of others, that those who were poor now mattered deeply to him, not because they could enrich his wallet, but because they were also beloved of God, that half of his wealth would be given to them. He reconnected to his life as the son of Abraham, to the person he had forgotten who he once was, who God had called him to be. And Jesus stated, today salvation has come, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save those who are lost. Like Zacchaeus, Jesus knows each one of us by name. In our searching for Jesus, the grace of God has already brought Jesus near us. Often there are barriers to our ability to see Jesus, barriers created by a crowd representing others who may have harmed us or failed to live out the grace and love of the gospel to our satisfaction and have caused us pain. Sometimes the barriers are within us, areas where we have limited faith, get caught by oppressive systems, or have experiences that hinder our view of God. Well, there will always be barriers and situations that attempt to separate us from the love of Christ, but nothing can truly ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Connecting with God is not based solely on our own efforts. Jesus had already entered Jericho when Zacchaeus ran and decided to climb that tree. Jesus was already there and is already here with us. He promises never to leave us. Jesus knows us exactly where we are, calls us each by name, and wants to deepen his relationship with us. That extravagant love draws out an extravagant response. That response may include actions in the word from the prophet Isaiah, wash yourself and make yourselves clean. Remove the evil of your doings from before my eyes.
Cease to do evil. Learn to do good. Seek justice. Rescue the oppressed. Defend the orphan. Plead for the widow. We cannot do this in our own strength. We need God's help. And each Sunday, as we enter as a congregation into communion with God and each other, we receive the body and blood of Christ. It is serious and special. It is holy and precious. And it is joyful and mystical and so much more. It is a sacred privilege that each Sunday I get to feed each one of you, individually known and loved by God, precisely where you are. And as Jesus comes to us afresh in the Holy Eucharist, may we, like Zacchaeus, also receive Christ with reverent joy, allowing ourselves to be transformed by our encounter with the living Christ.